0: My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creators Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to host space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet Dionne Victoria, an educator and Chicago painter whose artwork is a meditative tool to heal and express her soul. As her love of science grew, she began developing a science-arts integration curriculum while teaching at Sky Art. She also runs her own art studio, Dion Victoria Studios, where she focuses on change through the three E's, education, exhibitions, and entrepreneurship. Join us as we discuss Dion Victoria's entrepreneurial journey and how she uses art as therapy to heal from trauma using chakras.
1: Hi, Dion, Victoria. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to learn more about you and your experiences. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course. It's like my favorite thing to talk to creatives. So this is so much fun for me. So thank you. So I love to always start with just kind of the backstory of my guests to really get a feel for who they are, their journey, their experiences. So I'm curious to know more about just your start as an artist. And when did you first realize the power of your art?
1: When I was a kid, I would say because I always kind of like, uh, interestingly enough, drew out what I wanted to see in the world for myself, for the, those around me. And so I don't know if you remember that um, game we used to play as kid, MASH. Did you ever play MASH? Yes, 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 yes. With like the army and the ships and things. Oh no 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 no! Not that one. But mash it was like mansion apartments something. Oh, <laughs> it was like it was like this game we used to play as kids. You would like pick all the things you wanted. How many kids? How? Oh many-
0: yes, how I many- remember.
1: Yeah. Yes yes yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I That game, and but when I would get to the end of it, I'd be like, "Well, I want to see what we just said." So I would like draw and and really like envision what I wanted to see in the world. And when things started to come true, I was like, whoa, this is really powerful. Like it was so powerful for myself because it also gave me a chance to envision what I wanted to see in the world. Yes. Also, I I saw how art helped me through my process, whatever my process was, whether my process was where do I see myself or whether my process was how am I going to work through this traumatic event. So yeah, it was, I just realized how helpful art is in working through whatever it is you're trying to work through.
0: Mm-hmm. And so when you say art was kind of your process and it helped you through things, was that something that, started early on in your life or was it something that like there was a certain event that made you realize that this is like really healing for me
1: I think the event because because okay. I feel like it was I feel like it was always healing but I didn't know it and realize it mm-hmm. until I was about let's see I was probably in my mid twenties, actually. I was, I had just got out of a really bad breakup <laughs> Breakups to do it for you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really, really, really brokenhearted and sad. And I started drawing mandalas and I made this humongous painting out of one of the drawings that I made. And in the mandala painting was a human figure that no one I still have this painting it's mine people always want to buy it but no one. it's mine yes uh, <laughs> it's not for sale I'll show it but it's not for sale I
0: know what you mean I have paintings like that that I will never sell it's just like it has either a special moment for me or just like one of my first or something meaningful
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm so yeah in that painting it embedded in the mandala is a figure that no one ever sees until they I tell well it, they see it sometimes on their own but it takes them a while like I remember once before I was hanging it and I kept telling the the gallery owner I'm like it's upside down and she's like how is it upside down I don't understand <laughs> And I'm like there's a figure and she looked and she's like oh my god I did not see it <laughs> so that's that was all that's like a bonus of that piece. It's got hidden figures in it.
0: <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say your creative pro- process is more drawing and painting?
1: What, what's your art? What's Dion Victoria's art practice? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely a creator. I like to start with that because I make art, but I also make so much more. So mm-hmm. I'll say I'm a, a creative. And then from there, I paint. I'm a painter. I do mostly acrylic and I do some mixed media. The only paint I don't really use a lot of right now is oil just because I don't have a a setup for that, but it's mostly painting. And then from there, I create space for people to do whatever it is they need to do, whether it is to be an entrepreneur, to learn to be an artist, or to work through personal healing. So that's one of the creative things that I do. And then I'm a teacher and I, I don't know what anybody else thinks about this, but I definitely believe that teachers have to be creative because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was case in point teaching virtually. I was in the middle of teaching a lesson when the platform I was using crashed. <laughs> and right. it's all these kids <laughs> waiting for the next steps and, I don't got nothing for them because it's it's crap. Virtual learning. Yes. Real creative at that point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it Mm -hmm. worked out. And the kids had a really good learning experience. And so teaching is a creative modality for me. Putting events and programs together is a creative modality for me. And then, of course, the obvious is painting.
0: Yes. And I love how just knowing a little bit more about your work, how everything kind of fits together into this really beautiful practice for you to heal and to really just help people step into who they are and what they want and what they need. It's a really like meditative healing journey that your practice kind of takes people on and i really appreciate that because i think self-care is so important but not only that to really just you know tap into your instincts and really tap into your body and i know that that's a big part of your practice can you talk more about that how you use kind of meditative tools in your practice
1: Oh, for sure. So one of the things that one of the programs that I offer, both coming to your home as well as out of my studio, I call them sipping paint, so people can be familiar with, with what it is. But we don't do a whole lot of sipping unless you want to, and it's it, it's more about like the art practice. So when you come in, I've got the mood set, the music playing, the sense the sounds, the sights. And then we start with meditation always. I don't care how tips you are, we're going to take a few deep breaths. <laughs> and people are like, wait, this is that? Yeah, this is that. So we do take our deep breaths. And then the art practice is always individually centered. So I give people a little bit of what they can like what they can do. Here's an example of what you can do, but please know that whatever you want to do is what your soul is calling you to do. So I like to create space that way. What I've done with those type of our. Art- programs and classes I've developed the therapeutic art box which is completely self-guided like you have to decide to press play at the end of the day there are videos and instruction but if you don't press play it's not happening right so it is self-guided and there are art activities and things that People can do some writing, some drawing, some painting that people can do to inspire them to make changes within themselves. It starts with just looking at a chakra test, seeing where your energies are open or constricted or, or um, what was it, unbalanced. And then going from there and working on these different activities that help you focus in that area. So... I do a lot to try to promote self-care because I think it's extremely important for our mental health and for our physical health as well. Mm -hmm. One of my, one of the things that I'm working on now is developing a self-care retreat where people can decide to book a room and do the retreat in their room, in their hotel room. Why book a room? Why put that extra expense on there? because it's really important to get away and see something you've never or haven't seen before or something that you may haven't may not have seen in a long time.
0: Yes, I'm so. a big fan of retreats. I think they're so important to not just like to take the time for yourself, right? To mm-hmm. have space to reflect and dream and think about what you want, but also to like... Have those moments of clarity. I love it. I I am also developing a retreat, and I think that it's important for artists specifically to take the time to, you know, spend time with themselves and meet other artists and. Go to different spaces where they feel calm and feel centered and feel happy and can have new experiences. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. I love that it's for you. Everyone's booking a room for themselves to, like, have that time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so smart and I'm trying to figure out because I'm all about accessibility because yeah. I feel like with people the more money you have to me in my head it's easier to take care of yourself when you have more money because you can book a room for a week and not think about it right um you can find someone you can pay someone to take care of your kid. But I'm trying to figure out how to make it accessible to people who can't necessarily afford it as well. So that's the Mm -hmm. one that's a challenge to me is how do I value what I do while still offering it at a discounted or free price to people who can't necessarily afford it? the value of what I do, you know, yeah. monetary, let's say the monetary value of what I do. Yeah.
0: Right. That's big. Accessibility is huge and you want to reach more people and make sure that our work is, you know, can reach more people, but we also want to value ourselves. So I, you know, when you figure that out, let me know. Cause I'm still trying to figure that out too.
1: <laughs> still do.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. And your healing art box, the therapy art box—is that what it was called? The therapeutic art box. Yeah. Therapeutic art box. Where can people get that? That sounds like <laughs> a self-study. So I
1: the love curriculum it. Curriculum is actually on Amazon right now, so mm. the curriculum is there. If they want to buy it, they can buy it off of my Square at uh, Square Up website. So it's Deon Victoria Studios dot Square Up. Or yeah, they can find the Therapeutic Art Box on Facebook to find out a little bit more information, but they can also contact me because it hasn't uh, technically dropped to the public. So this is like a new type of thing. I love it. (laughs) People can find like blips of it here and there, but it's not technically dropped yet. It won't technically drop until December.
0: Okay, so you are getting a sneak peek, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing it first on the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Love it. I also put that in a show notes so people can have a link directly to it or to your, you know, your website. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So talking about you as an entrepreneur, you have a studio, Dion Victoria Studios, and I'm always curious how artists transition into becoming entrepreneurs you were talking earlier about visualizing your future through the mash game was that something you always kind of leaned
1: towards growing up that you knew you wanted to start your own business how did you start so yeah that's something I've always well when I was a kid I used to play um town and it was my town and (laughs) you know i i wanted certain things happening in the town you know i used to play town and i used to play school and then i always made art um So those are the different things that I did as a kid that now translate into, okay, as an adult, I'm not letting go of the fact that I make art. In fact, I'm going to make money off of it because it's something I'm passionate about and people need what I do, right? So that's that part. Then I used to, like I said, play as... I played teacher, like legit wrote up homework for my stepsister. She had to write her name. If she didn't, she got points off, like legit. I was a teacher as a kid. And so that translates into me now being a teacher, a science teacher at that, at an art school. <laughs> it's like, what, how does that go together? But it does like art and science is so aligned, but I, we can get to that at another time. And then finally having my town it was like, Oh, if I'm going, to do these things, I somebody's got to run it and I got to figure out how. And so that's kind of where it, it kind of grew from that. Like, all right, well, I'm going to have the art gallery or the community center or the school. I'm going to have these things. I got to figure out what does it take to actually do that. Um, I didn't go to any fancy programs. I went to a community college and and took some business classes. And I went to the Chamber of Commerce and took some classes and gathered information wherever I could find it. You know, when I was in grad school, there were some opportunities that came up for people to do business stuff. So um, I took every single one. (laughs) Every opportunity I got, I took it. So that's kind of... I think the question, I think I answered your question. I'm sorry. I started daydreaming about the old days. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. You definitely <laughs>
0: did. And what I got from your, what you just said was just like using your resources that you have and like you don't need a fancy degree or anything like that. If you are first passionate about it and interested to learn, you can really build the life that you want. And I think you're a testament to that. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yes. I'm really curious about your practice, mixing science and art. And I know you like kind of talked about it briefly a minute ago, but just can you talk more about that? Because I know you're teaching right now using that type of pedagogy. So I'm curious to know, like, how did that start? And like, what does that mean? How are you mixing it?
1: Well, everything to me in my head, everything starts with the question We don't solve problems unless we ask questions about it first. Like, why does that go that way? How come when I add vinegar and baking soda, they fizz? Or why is it that when I um, add yellow to blue, it makes green? Um, Why is it that, you know, we, we come with questions and in art and in science and in life for that matter, we're asking questions to begin. And and the scientific method starts with that, right? When I started to see how science and art overlaid, I started to think about how can I teach science concepts using art, because a lot of times people approach science and they're like, I'm not a science, I don't know anything about science, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not good at that, right? But we're inherently good at it because we're curious beings. And we know we're curious beings because we've been creating since humans were a thing. We've been creating. Yes. So having that creative, uh, I'm gonna say muscle for lack of better terms, having that creative muscle it can be built up with the same skills that you're working through in science. So I started, and also in science, you're creating models, which is a visual concept. You can, you're using art techniques to create scientific models, right? You're using design techniques to create cars so that they can go faster and you can understand what friction is and you can understand what tension is and all those things. So They overlap so much, but people rarely see that. What I did was I developed a program called the the heart of science. And it was just about how can we dive into science with the lens of art and how can we dive into art with the lens of science? Like we have procedures, for example, in science, Mm -hmm. there's there's certain procedures to mixing certain colors. There's certain procedures to, to painting an eye, to, to painting a landscape or drawing a, per, a human figure. There's just certain procedures to do it in the way, whatever way you want it to be. If I want it to be photographic, there's certain things I can say, well, if your head measures this much, then the rest of your body is going to measure this much because that's just the way... that's the way it is that's even there's like physics that could explain that even though I'm talking about art and I'm drawing a figure here they're just interchangeable that I created these um activities and programs in my after school program I created these things that helps helps kids understand that you can be a scientist and an artist I actually call myself the art scientist when I'm at school
0: Mm, I like that the art scientists Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes yeah because I feel like people see them so separate right one is hard one is soft and you know I know even when we're younger we're kind of encouraged to do more like the science math engineering type things or jobs and not as much as the arts and so I love that you're kind of showing that both of them are as important as the other but also that they reinforce and inform each other i think that's super helpful especially for young kids to know like how art is everywhere just as science is so i love that connection Mm -hmm. so i'm curious talking about just your practice Building um, meditative spaces, and also learning, or I should say, teaching science and art, and then thinking about just your your community activism and practices that you do, all of your community based programming. How do you balance it all? How do you keep it going? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a big question, right? <laughs> you, lots of laughs. <laughs>, laughs,
1: and you're a mom. I mean, incredible. I love what you do. Um, my children definitely drive me. I mm-hmm. was I'm doing way more than I did before I had children, which mm-hmm. is because you would think without kids you have more time. Mm-hmm. Um, they just push you, or they've pushed me to be like, you know what on those days when I feel tired, I look at them and be like, but I need to get this done, not just for me, you know? Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm the most rested person. I'm not. <laughs> um, right. I, I have been intentional about building my tribe so mm-hmm. making sure that you have people around you that are legit going to support you. And then, you know, knowing that support from one person to another is going to look different. So I know I can call so-and-so when I got business ideas and I want to run them off of her. I know I can call so-and-so when I need a babysitter. I know right. I can call so-and-so when I need somebody to make a logo. Just spending time getting to know people so that you have a tribe that you can call on on any, on any given time right? Any given time. Yesterday, I had a a great event. I got some video recordings for the the art box release. I got some amazing stuff and people went to work for me and put in their best. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I had a huge budget and they still came out. And most of everybody here was somebody I had known who was a close friend, Or in some way, we had a relationship that was really both of us benefiting from. So I'm going to say first, making sure you have your tribe together because you're going to need them. And then when you do get a chance to lean on your tribe. So for me, I have my children. When I do send them to one of my friends, my best friend for her to babysit or to my mom for her to babysit, I focus my energies on whatever it is I need to get done. Now, first... I take a break (laughs) because breaks are important. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. The first thing I do. So normally I drive my daughter at my mom's house on Friday. I usually don't do nothing. I might go for a bike ride since the weather's been nice. I go for a bike ride, but Saturday morning I dedicate a set number of hours towards whatever it is I plan to work on. And then I have I have to get it done because at certain at a certain point I gotta go pick up my daughter, pick up my son. So, or like now when my daughter's taking a nap, well, you know what? I don't know how much time I got, but I got this to-do list already ready. And I'm gonna try to knock out whatever I can get done in the time that I got. So it's just about being is organization is a big factor. Making sure to take time to breathe and be with the self is a big factor and making sure to build a tribe that's going to support you. All these, these three things have really, really, really helped me. I'm like getting emotional right now. Just thinking about all the people who have supported the life I want to live in some way or another, even when it's from my children's fathers to people who are coming down the line, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, (sighs) I know (laughs) that's beautiful I I
0: choke I totally agree tribe who your tribe is having that community is super important and it really propels you forward to know you have that support so those three tips that you just shared are crucial I think everything is so important I'm so glad you shared that because those are some of my values as well and I think yeah that's what keeps you going right you have to Take care of yourself. You have to have your tribe around you. You have to really know what you want. Those things keep you going. So Mm -hmm. love it. So my last question for you is just kind of what advice would you give someone starting off who is an artist thinking of going on this entrepreneurial journey?
1: Well, the first thing I wanted this I'm being called to say is breathe. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Just taking a big breath will help you clear your mind and take on whatever it is you have to take on. That being said, starting out, starting a business seems like a really big thing. Uh, one of my, one of the people who taught me in that business program I was in said, "How do you eat an elephant?" Everybody's like, "What are you talking about, sir? We don't eat elephants here." <laughs> then he's like, "But for real." Somebody finally says, "You know, one bite at a time." Mm. so knowing that the steps to succeeding in large goals each step is just one little bite so make sure you break things down into bite sizes don't say oh I'm going to buy in a month I want to have the building opened and be pulling in 300,000 a month come on like yes exactly (laughs) Take it one step at a time. Start with the small bites because when you get overwhelmed, that's when people get disheartened and they Mm -hmm. don't want to do it anymore because it's overwhelming and it's hard and it's no no one wants to be overwhelmed. It's not a good feeling. And so take small bites at a time. However, getting overwhelmed is possible and dealing with it is a necessity. And so finding a way to deal with those times that you get overwhelmed what is it that you do to decompress to clear your your clean clear your slate how are you starting fresh how when when do you hit that reset button so having that kind of thought about a little bit even if it's not concrete, just having it thought about like, you know what, what is going to be my way to de-stress while I'm working so hard building this brand or creating this object or whatever it is you're doing as an entrepreneur. So that would be the start, I guess, coming with a clear mindset, starting with small chunks and making sure that you're providing space for yourself when you are overwhelmed, because I'm going to just tell you right now at some point you're going to be things are, if if you're challenging yourself, which I'm assuming most people are, if you're challenging yourself, it's going to become overwhelming and challenges are good. Mm -hmm. So that means that overwhelming part of the challenge is good too. Right. So you have to use it as a tool to calm the mind, calm the body, so that you can continue moving forward on your purpose. The last thing I want to say about when you are starting out, make sure that is something that you are passionate about, that no matter what, you're going to do it. Case in point, with COVID and everything going on, the studio, my studio practice, or actually being in the building has declined because we don't have anybody coming in and out. Like we used to, we don't have the events that the building used to put on those things aren't happening. And so it could have been easy for me to lose that, that desire. If having an art studio, having my own business was not something I really wanted to do. It could have been really easy for me to lose that. So having this passion about art and and exhibitions and education and entrepreneurship having those this passion keeps me going even in the times when it gets really this year was hard on my business and when it gets really hard that's when people tend to give up but i refuse because this is something i love something i'm passionate about and something i will never give up on because th- this is who i am so make sure what you choose to do is who, is a part of who you are
0: yes so deep thank you i think that's so important you have to love it right that's like the first step like love what you do and make it be a part of who you are because then it just comes intrinsically it's just a part of you Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, what you're talking about—growth being uncomfortable—yes, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. So, your advice of just like resting and checking in with yourself and breathing is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you for sharing all of those words of wisdom. I'm sure it will help so many people who are like in that stage or trying to figure out, is this for me? Can I do it?
1: Yes, you can do it, but it will be hard. So love it, you know? And just one more, I just want to reiterate Make sure you are learning about business just, you know, at least enough to manage it. Because a lot Mm -hmm. of creative people get into trouble with IRS, with the city. You need to know what you need to know what you need to know. So make sure you're going to somebody who, whether it's a mentor or it's somebody who has a business, whatever the case, make sure you're learning about what does it take because you don't want to get tripped up.
0: Yes. So important. Thank you for saying that because you don't know what you don't know. Right. So learn from someone who's experienced.
1: Mm. So is there, how can people get in contact with you, check you out? Yeah. So I'm on all social media as the Dion Victoria. Um, You can check out my website at www.dionvictoria.com um Hit me up on email and victoria at gmail. Those are a few ways to get in contact.
0: <laughs> awesome, y'all should hit up this awesome lady. She is amazing <laughs> and so smart. Thank you, Dion Victoria, for coming on and talking with me.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking to people about art and business and science, and I got to talk about all of it. So this yay, is me too all right I will see you later you have a wonderful
0: day you too see you next week same day same time make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and send me a comment if you really like this one and remember to uplift and support another woman creative today Always remember to embrace your creative genius.